0: Movies, music,
1: television, and more. This is entertainment. 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 Entertainment.
0: Entertainment. Entertainment. Entertainment.
1: Entertainment. rebooted.
0: Only on WZIP.
1: Hello and welcome to Entertainment Rebooted. My name is Sawyer Nicklaus. I'm here with Sava Mirkovic. How you doing, Sawyer? I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: Uh, you know what? You know, doing all right. You know, considering you know how far into the semester we are, doing okay.
1: Yeah, we're holding up. We're holding it. We're holding it there (laughs) today. We're going to be talking about the Motion Picture Association's film rating system. Some of the history of it, maybe some modern criticisms of it and how what we think of its implementation in the modern movie going experience. So Sava, you said that, you know, a little bit about uh, the background of why they created this system. Uh,
0: A little bit. I mean, I don't know as much as some other people may. Some people know more as me. I assume you would probably know more than me. But I believe (laughs) the original intention of the film rating was to basically just like kind of put a not necessarily like big warning label, but just to kind of advertise to film goers, hey, this is what you can expect in this film, whether it be drugs, alcohol, uh, language, and just kind of give viewers a label of this, this film is appropriate for this kind of audience, this film is appropriate for this kind of audience, and what to expect in general. It doesn't always work for every film. Like, I mean, some films are rated PG-13, and you're like, there wasn't really anything that classifies it mm-hmm. as a PG-13 film. But the system is not perfect. It is just there as a general guideline, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and what one thing that kind of shocked me was that this was not, in place for a really really long time no this is a fairly new thing like this was implemented within my parents lifetimes uh in 1968 is when they began using the rating system and it wasn't as robust as we know it now whenever they created it uh i it blew my mind that it was so young because i can't imagine an era in which we are as inundated with movies and other mass media as we are now where we do not have a system like that
0: it just seems like this system has been around longer, and it's like when you said, you know, before we started this, that it was like it started in the '60s. I'm like, you and me both said our parents were born in the '60s. I'm just like, wow, that's yeah, kind of yeah. young for a system like this.
1: That's crazy, especially because the you know that means like the golden era of cinema and all of those times of big movie Humphrey Bogart, all of the old old movies. Existed before there was a rating system So if you were going to the movies you had to either hear about it or read a review in the newspaper Or somehow find out it would be much more difficult to find out what kind of content was in the movie than there We have now you can very easily go find that kind of information now
0: very much more word of mouth uh, Back then it was like if you didn't like you said if you didn't read in the newspaper You were basically like asking people and friends around you It was like did you go see this movie? What did you think of it and just you were yeah. hoping that you heard something about it?
1: And Otherwise. if you were a parent you ran so much risk risk allowing your kids going to the movies before the rating system existed compared to now. Because oh. now they're, of course, stringent if you go to the movies. You have to be a certain age to see certain movies normally. At least you have to be, if it's PG-13, a lot of theaters will make sure that you're a teenager. Or if you're going into a rated R movie, you have to be 17 or 18 to go into the movie theater. They try to implement those protections so the parents don't have their kids going to the, you know, they tell them they're going to go to a PG movie. They try to go to an R movie. The movie theater doesn't let that happen. So... They didn't have that then. It kind of just blows my mind. Uh, I'm glad that it, it's, it exists. I think that it's nice that parents have that protection. But we're going to get a little bit more into that uh, as we go along. So, just to jump into it, in 1968, the original rating system was G for general audiences, M for mature audiences, parental discretion advised. That is what we now know as PG. R for restricted, people under 16 weren't allowed unless they were with their parent or guardian, and rated X, people under 16 weren't allowed. Uh, Two years later, in 1970, they changed it. Uh, They changed the M rating to GP. It's kind of the same, all ages admitted. But parental guidance suggested sometimes there would be a disclaimer that would say this film contains material which may not be suitable for pre-teenagers. We see that now with PG movies. Uh, R and X changed from under 16 not allowed to under 17 not allowed. And then in another two years after that, uh, they changed GP to PG as we know it now. And 1984, the PG-13 rating was created. And in 1990, the infamous X rating was changed to NC-17 uh, to help remove the stigma associated with it. And it was also in that year that the MPAA began using descriptors for R-rated films, such as rated R for graphic violent content, etc. And by the early 2000s, those descriptors were applied to basically any movie that had a PG rating or higher. And that was just to help parents know any movie above PG, what they should be warned of for their kids going into it. Now... The current system is G for general audiences, all ages admitted. PG, parental guidance suggested, some material may not be suitable for children. PG-13, parents strongly caution, some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. R for restricted, under 17 requires accompanying parent or adult guardian. And NC-17, no one 17 and under is admitted into those films. In the movie system now, in in the theater chains... They normally don't show NC-17 movies. AMC and Regal, the big movie chains, they don't show any NC-17 movies.
0: I can count on my hand the number of times I've seen a NC-17, or for lack of another word, I know them as X films, mm-hmm. uh, seen in uh, in in theaters. Yes, the words are escaping me.
1: I could definitely count it on one hand. It's zero. I haven't seen a single NC-17 movie in a theater.
0: I don't recall. There's two different films I've seen. Uh, being played in theaters. I don't remember what they were, but I definitely know they were X films. And I was kind of shocked that they were being put in theaters. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think... There had to have been money involved in something else before they just felt
1: like putting it. Exactly. There is a reason why they're rare in theaters. Many people consider it as an invite to be dead on arrival at the theater. Since many movie chains don't show any NC-17 films and they're not broadly advertised. So the main people who get to view NC-17 films theatrically are people who live near art house theaters. And there aren't nearly as many of those as there are AMCs and Regals and Cinemark's. And many times the films that get an NC-17 rating when they're reviewed by the MPA, they are then reappealed to the MBA by the filmmaker who's trying to get an R rating. And if they still don't, then they get edited down so that they do get an R rating, which tends to erase some of what the film's writers and directors want to have out of them.
0: Which is such a shame because there are some films that are indie films that go to these film festivals that are made by smaller production teams or you know the teams that are just like, I'm just a one-man film crew or whatever it may be. And for whatever reason it may be, whether it be the content they put that they have in there, Uh, Their creative direction, the storyboard, anything they do is slapped with that NC-17 or X rating, and they have to cut corners of like, okay, I have to cut, maybe edit the way the character says this line if I can go Mm -hmm. back and have them redo that scene. Or I have to completely cut this whole scene because it shows partial nudity or whatever it may be. It's it's such a shame because then it just takes away from the overall experience of a film.
1: There are uh, some examples like Quentin Tarantino in Kill Bill. He used black and white in some of those scenes so that the uh, blood would be less intense looking, and that was what they cu- what got them to cut it down from NC seventeen to R.
0: I never really thought about it that much. Of how many times I've seen, like uh, like you said, for Kill Bill and Quentin Tarantino's films, like The Django Unchained, as an example, the weird immediate black and white shots and then it goes back to color i'm like okay maybe it was a creative thought they just wanted to add impact because it to me that in my mind as an somewhat avid film goer at the time i was like that's kind of cool it brings impact something different cool and now that you tell me no it's for basically (laughs) censorship for basically censorship i'm like huh it worked for both sides but he probably didn't want to do that initially because again takes away from his vision of the film.
1: And of course now it's like you'll get the theatrical version of the film and then whenever it gets released on Blu-ray you get an du- unrated or uncut cut. version. Director's cut. Uh, so there are two major, major criticisms that have arisen from the system as it is now. Number one, which we haven't talked about here yet, is that LGBT especially romance films tend to have a stronger rating. If there is basically any physical intimacy between two people in a same sex relationship, it's likely to get pushed up to at least a PG 13 rating. Even if there really isn't much going on there, you can point to movies like love. Simon is probably one of those. That's like only on the borderline. And if they had tamed it down a little bit, it could have been a PG movie probably. Um, And over this summer, a movie called Red, White, and Royal Blue that released on Amazon Prime. I haven't seen this movie, but I read about this. It was rated R, but there were there was definitely less uh, physical intimacy than some other PG-13 movies we know about that are really, really popular, like Twilight, etc. And the big criticism, of course, is they're just pushing stronger ratings on queer movies.
0: You mentioned the Red, White, and Blue Mm-hmm. Um, film, and that's the one, I believe we might have read the same article from CBC News, uh, Jenna from CBC News, she said and I quote, the film has a handful of sex scenes that stop short of full frontal nudity, there's some bare butts and naturally shirtless men uh, end quote, so I've seen films that have shown more than this uh, mm-hmm. like full, ba- basically full blown sex scenes and you know gore and violence and they basically only got R yeah. where and i agree with the concerns that just because there is a same sex couple or any intimate relationship that may be happening serious or not it doesn't make it should that should not make it a pg13 film at best pg at best
1: and i understand that some of these might be more geared toward adults and in those cases you might actually find that they have an nc17 rating instead of an r rating so You still have to be critical of it, that even among the movies that are made for adults, they might still get a stronger rating that prevents them from distribution or prevents them from getting much advertisement and therefore hurts the filmmakers from getting further outreach for their movies.
0: It's just kind of wild that, like, I don't have any other ways to describe just how wild this whole film rating system is. It's like (laughs) I get that you're trying to protect uh, possibly, you know, under a, you know, younger children you know Mm -hmm. people who are not you know maybe who maybe feel sensitive to certain uh content in films i get that and that's why the system exists but just because some content might be a little too touchy for some people does not mean it should be nc even if it is an adult film i don't necessarily think that should immediately label it with the nc 17 rating because like you said it doesn't get advertised as much not as much revenue and then just basically the film... Fewer theaters the, will pick it fewer up. Fewer theaters pick it up, exactly. Basically the yeah. film just flops. Yeah. And dead on arrival, mm-hmm. as we've said several times.
1: And the other problem is, this is the, another major criticism of the MPA system, is that there's a big preference for movies that get ratings to be from major, major studios, which means a lot of indie films are unrated because of this and the lack of a rating hurts them with theatrical distribution and even worse if an indie film gets an nc-17 rating they're more likely to release it without a rating so that they can get greater distribution
0: it makes sense from a film indie film perspective it's like okay you, re- yeah. you released the film like your film's done g- like goes printing mpa says Mm, NC seventeen and you're like, uh that's not great. You even if you I'd like to it, make
1: money off of this. Please. Even even
0: if like so, say i released a film to you, and yeah. you said no NC seventeen because of insert reason here. It's like yeah. okay, edit edit around that, make it less risque for lack of a better term, and you still say NC seventeen. The your options are what? Just no rating or don't release it at all. Is, yeah, am I right in them saying that? Pretty
1: well, yeah. So they decide that they have to release it unrated so that they can get better distribution even in video sales.
0: It's wild because not only – okay, like you mentioned theatrical release. It's I understand that like a lot of movies when they're done, they go to theaters. But what is stopping some of these indie filmmakers from whether – regardless of the rating, just saying go to streaming services and maybe just like do a charge there and still make the money? That's kind of where my head's at in this whole situation.
1: Yeah, and I read some arguments online saying that because of the age of the internet and grand access to explicit content, we that the MPA rating system is more redundant now. I don't really... Think that's true, especially because many movies are still released theatrically. But I think maybe some bigger companies will now be able to get away with some of their movies being unrated when they're just making them for a streaming service like Disney Plus, Max, Netflix. Especially since trailers and descriptors for those movies are available on there, uh, and many services are more niche than others. You, a lot of the streaming services you haven't heard of, are geared specifically to a certain genre, and so a lot of them are geared to are geared toward adults. Or they're indie, which means a lot of the content is unrated. But when it comes to theatrical release, it's very important to get a rating or else people will be much more wary of going to see it. And there still hasn't been any removal, really, of the stigma of that highest rating, NC-17. Even after changing it from X, they still now, if you get it, it's like the kiss of death if you're a director or a filmmaker. Some people have called to get in the industry, have called to get rid of the NC-17 rating. That might be a good idea, but I think that we they have to look at it in a different way than creating a new one above the rating R.
0: I don't think that the rating. I'll, I'm kind of kind of play devil's advocate here. Okay, but I kind of all I see both sides. Like I understand why the rating is there. I do agree it should maybe be. A little less strict so that not every film, indie or not, gets slapped with that and instead just gets at least an R. But I, I agree as well. There should not be whether they get rid of NC-17 or not. Don't make a whole nother label
1: because
0: mm-hmm. people are just going to be saying it's the kiss of death times
1: this. St- yeah, the stigma it, it, will just stigma, travel it's, from it's, NC-17 down to whatever you create. It's, it's, it's going
0: to continue. So my thought process and my idea was don't make a new label. Just make NC-17, like, make it more strict so that film indie films do not get that rating and make R ratings more accessible to indie films if it is risque. I'm just trying to propose an idea that just throws out, hey, indie films, you're more likely, you might at least get an R rating and that might be it. The only way you're going to get an NC-17 is if you are literally showing almost the entire film just nudity.
1: yeah. Here's what I think. So I, I do think they should get rid of NC-17, but I think that they should not create a new label to replace it the way that they did NC-17 with X. I think what they should do is expand the R rating. So say a three-pronged system where you have R and then another marker for like RV for violent content, R. S for uh, adult sexual content, RG for gory or extremely violent content, and use that so that not only more movies can get marked with the R rating, but also so that you still have an idea as an adult going to the movie theater of what kind of a film it is. You could cross between them if necessary because many movies have, like, violence and gore or violence and adult content. I think this will help get more movies to cinematic release and also remove that stigma that people are concerned about with the NC-17 label.
0: I see what you're saying, like, having, the like, a different tiered system of R ratings. I can kind of see what you're saying, but it feels like it would just again devil's advocate it would feel like it's adding more clutter because when you look at the anatomy of a rating it's like on the left side it says like you know you have your rating like Mm pg-13 pg it's like basically this indicates its level of content so parents can decide if the movie is suitable for children or for themselves your rating definition is like the small bar underneath it's like where it says some material may be inappropriate for children under 13 that is basically on every film i've seen now for the last like couple years that the exact text like always inappropriate for under 13, because a lot of films are PG or PG-13. The, your rating description, I think, is where what you were proposing, you know, the RV or the RG, mm-hmm. could specifically fit there. And I don't know, because it's been a minute since I've gone to a theater and watched the film, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're actively using the rating descriptions, which is on the right side of the pg They do
1: show that at the beginning of the movie, the same way you would at, the, uh, at home if you watched it on a disc. Yes. But... The thing is, it's... if think about how many times have you put on a movie or gone to the movie theater, and not only is that on for only you know so many seconds before it goes away, yeah, how much do you honestly sit there and try to read the description of the movie you're going to see? You don't and i agree. and if anything, it would be most helpful with R-rated films at that rate. Because, you know, R-rated films tend to have more breadth than a lot of the others. If it's G or PG, who cares? People are going to bring their kids. They they know that they can. When it's PG-13, it's a little bit shaky, but, you know, a lot of PG-13 movies tend to be, like romance or comedy. There's not there's some horror movies, but even if a horror movie gets rated PG-13, you know it's going to be more tame than R because of the fact that parents are the ones who review those movies. And if it's R, you you it's kind of a you don't really know what's going to go on. It's kind of okay. like a game of roulette. If it's a horror movie and it's rated R, that doesn't indicate that it's going to be mildly gory with some language or really gory. You don't know. If it's a comedy, you don't know how many times they're going to swear. You don't know if it's because of nudity. You have no real idea unless you read that description and not that many people are reading that description when it comes to those movies.
0: Yeah. I No, I understand. And what I was also trying to say is, like, even if they are actively using it, whether the system that they have now with the descriptions next to it or if they were to, just as an example, use your system, they should definitely have it plastered for longer than, like, a couple seconds during the theatrical release. That's definitely true. have it, like plastered on the movie poster not in small print i'm talking like sure. have it like yeah when you walk up to a movie to it.
1: poster it's almost impossible e- to read the description
0: not even a movie poster there are times where it's like if you were to look up a review of a film like i could pull up google right now it's like okay what is the rating for indiana jones and the crystal skull horrible movie by the way but <laughs> my point being if i were to look up online what is the rating for that movie mm-hmm. you, on google you find it on the right hand side probably and it just says PG thirteen or whatever. Even yeah. if you were to click PG thirteen and you get a general description of PG thirteen, that doesn't tell you why that film is rated PG thirteen. I think we could basically go in circles here and propose ideas and me playing devil's advocate all <laughs> like all day. The point being, I think that we can probably agree upon is that this system is not perfect. And I think that this system is just to give a general idea, and it's better than nothing. Could it be better? Absolutely. There is room for improvement, and I think that they should definitely describe films better, put the labels out there better, show them better. And honestly, I think maybe also if you're a parent, you might want to actively look these things out a bit more. Mm -hmm. Because I know there are some times where R-rated films or PG-13 films, parents are like, just see PG-13 okay, my kid can go see this film. They go in to see the film and they don't like the content that's in the film. It's like, it said PG-13. It didn't say that they were going to show smoking or language. And it's just like, you need to understand that these ratings are just a general guideline.
1: Yeah. And you got to read that fine print. I think... That the biggest flaw, and this might be a controversial take, get ready for a really hot take. I'm ready. I think the biggest flaw in the system is that it's almost exclusively geared toward helping parents understand what they can show their children. And I say that as a young adult who doesn't take any kids to the theater. And pretty much every movie I go to see is not one that children would be allowed in the theater to see. It's not to say that I have a problem with parents reviewing as a part of the review process or that I think it's not important that what are clearly family movies get rated. That's not the case. It's just that it's, more helpful to the rest of the population. So I think it would maybe serve them well, the MPA, to have an automatic secondary review that includes, including adults who are parents and adults who are not parents for all of the movies that go beyond a PG rating. So the ones that get PG-13 or higher in their initial rating by the MPA should probably go under another review to verify the rating, to focus on informing adults about what kind of content is in the movie, which, note, would also be, more helpful for parents anyway. Sure, the descriptive labels that we have and the side of the rating, those help, but this system is made almost entirely to benefit people who have children and not anyone else, which makes it harder for young adults like us to tell what the media they're consuming is going to be like and that's especially hard for someone like me who enjoys horror movies and wants to get some of their friends to go see those films especially right now with spooky season officially started oh, yeah, it's it's difficult for me to find like i have to go and make sure that the movie isn't extremely gory so that i can bring my friends in and if it's too mild of a horror movie then i don't want to go see it because i'm i really like horror movies so it's kind of difficult for someone i think who's an adult who doesn't have children to utilize the rating system really well. It means a lot less to us, but they could be using it to tell us what kind of content is in, it, in the movies, which is why I explained like the three prong system for R instead of using okay. NC 17.
0: I see your point. And now that you explained that, I can definitely agree. I, I haven't gone out to see a film in on like a release date in quite a few years. Okay. I think the last film I was super excited. And I went out and saw on release day was Deadpool. And that was all the way back in like 2017. 2016. So. <laughs> 20, 2016, 2017. I've probably gone out to the theater since then, but that was the last one that I can recall. The full experience I was excited, I was pumped up for, and I knew going in that it was a R-rated film. And I was mm-hmm. over the age of 18 when I went. And I honestly didn't really look at the rating like Mm -hmm. i knew what the rating was but i didn't look at the descriptors because i was pumped about the film yeah and i think the system that you pitched definitely should be in place but i think a lot of us young adults who don't have children sometimes don't always look at the rating and more or less maybe the trailers or the posters or just the news about it the hype about it regardless the system should be implemented and improved i'm just saying that no matter what improvements are made i feel like there are going to be a subsection of people who do not care for the system and will just go to see films regardless of uh, ratings. It's a flaw. It's it's not a perfect system, and I feel like I could. We're gonna we would go in circles. True, because I'm
1: on the other side of that. Even as an adult, that like if a movie is PG-13, I go, oh, maybe it's too tame for me. Because some of the stuff I watch is those more intense horror films. Mm-hmm. So, whenever I'm going to see a PG-13 horror film, I went to see The Boogeyman this summer, and that one was rated PG-13. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm just giving it a chance. And it did surprise me. It was really good. It turned out probably to be the best PG-13 horror film I've ever seen. But that's an anomaly, to be the best at being a PG-13 horror film. Because there are other ones like The Visit, which I think is not that great a movie. Um and so the, that descriptor, it's like if you had gone a little farther, uh, maybe I would have liked it more. And in that case, it as an adult, going to see PG-13 films feels really shaky. And that's why I wish that with the R rating, they could get more descriptors uh, so that I could know what kind of content is in the movies I'm going to go see.
0: I agree. It's just, it's hard to imagine just how many people this would benefit. And it's like, I think it should still be done. I'm not saying it shouldn't, but... Again, there's just the amount of people—I know I'm probably— There's still a
1: chance, though, like if you're a parent, that even if you—instead of NC-17, because that's a non-starter, you can't even go in if you're a kid, even with your parent. Right. If you had an R-rated movie that was rated R for violence, and you knew that from the jump because it said R-V, you would probably be more willing to take your kid to that movie if they already see action movies— than you would to a movie that was like R-G dash G because it was gory, or R-X dash X because there was adult content in it.
0: I agree. I'm not trying to say like I don't, and I'm not trying to like purposely like I get it frustrate you. It's just no, you're not. We're just it. It's gonna keep going in circles. Like I feel like yeah. whether the system was improved or not improved, whether the descriptions of like R rated films are more descriptive or more vague, mm-hmm. it's not gonna. It'll matter. But is like we don't know how much how much would it move the needle. For... And
1: it's it's going in circles in Hollywood. Yeah. People who want to get rid of the NC-17 rating are losing that battle. The MPA doesn't seem to care that much that they want to get rid of it. Or that they want more movies clumped into the R rating. Or get more indie movies rated. They don't seem to care very much. So they're going in circles there as much as we are in this yeah, exactly.
0: conversation. I think the bottom line is that filmgoers want to enjoy more films. Uh, and just want to be more aware of maybe the content that's in them and the NC-17 is a bit unfair to indie film people and people who are not a major film studio. I can definitely agree with that point that you said earlier. It's just we can we've, we've pitched solutions that I think are solid that could definitely warrant a discussion but unless they are actually implemented I don't foresee any change happening I don't foresee the discussion going any further in a meaningful manner like you said Hollywood is in circles I think we will be seeing this conversation go in circles for quite some time and I call me crazy and I've been playing devil's advocate a bit here (laughs) I honestly predict I would not be surprised if the MPA did another rating similar to NC-17 or another R-rated rating basically that would be at the same level as R or either be at the same level if not slightly lower the or lower than MC seventeen. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if they did that in the next like ten to fifteen years. Call me crazy. That's what I'm thinking. That's but,
1: very possible. I think the only thing of what we talked about today that's really possible in the short term would be if they become less stringent toward LGBT films. I would like. I to think see, that's going to be necessary. Not
0: only, I heavily agree. Less stringent on the LGBT films or but i just think like they could be less stringent on films overall broadly but, yeah broadly like i'm talking i'm <coughs> that's talking very possible. i'm talking broad brush strokes brush strokes here
1: <laughs> do you oh, really be think better. that's going to happen though you think that nope. the mpa yeah cuz i'm nope. not sure i think since the mpa is made up of uh, you know the rating system is made up of parents rating the movies for their kids And for other people's kids, they're going to be as careful as possible with the current system. They're not generally taking into account that when a movie goes all the way to the point of being rated R, we don't really need to think as much of kids seeing it as adults seeing it. The MPA serving only parents, I think, does us all as young adults who go to the movies a disservice.
0: The parallel I want to draw here, and I've wanted to draw this since the start, is it is basically... And I might honestly have a conversation about this with some people up here at Z88 in some time in the future, and you probably know where I'm going with this. It is the video game ratings. It is basically... The film industry is basically mirroring the video game industry, or rather, I should say vice versa, because video game industry came second to the film industry. And, you know, there are ratings like E for everyone, which is basically like the G for audiences. Mm-hmm. And the rated M games are basically like your rated R or NC-17, yeah. where it's like you need a parent with you to purchase this game mm-hmm. if you are not at the age of 17 or higher. It's just like the same conversations happen. It's like, should it be more descriptive? It needs to be more out there. The ratings need to be more... More strict, less strict. It's the same and conversation. And on the digital side, on the digital they have side the same
1: both. conversation of, if you're underage and you get an Xbox gift card, you can go buy an M-rated game unless your parents have gone in and set up parental controls. But they probably haven't done that on your game console. They probably don't really focus as much on uh, streaming services unless it's kids mode. Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of similar to that where it's like, uh, well, if a movie's rated PG-13 or R and it's on Netflix or it's on Max or Hulu, what are you going to do? Your kids, your kid might see it. But you got to be careful with the parental controls. Uh, also, final note, something I think will be generally useful for more parents, if you do want to know the rating of a movie and why it is rated that way, You can go to FilmRatings.com. It's run by the MPA. You can search basically any movie that's at least a major enough movie to get a rating, and you can find its rating and its description right there. And if you want more specific details about what kind of content a movie contains, you can always check the IMDB page, so IMDB.com, and scroll down to where it says Parents Guide. It's a small tab. So you have to keep an eye out. But it is on nearly every major movie's page. Even a lot of indie films have that because... Of users get to fill in the parent's guide on imdb so there you can find text descriptions of specific things that happen in the movie which parents might be wary of and it's also useful if you're going into horror films like i do because you can find out how intense or violent they are so i use them whenever i'm trying to introduce my friends to movies i go into that parent's guide to find out if i think they can stomach what i'm about to show them
0: I feel like if I were to go to a horror film with you, I would definitely not want to eat before or after.
1: I don't. I don't. I don't I can, eat right th- before, and I don't eat when I watch horror I can, movies. I
0: can probably agree. <laughs> uh, as far like my final thoughts, just to kind of like wrap this up on my overall thoughts on the rating system, it definitely can be improved again. I def like your mention of the parent rating on IMDb and how it's like a small tab. It's like I feel like some people, like sites or the MPA, just like does the minimum just to say we did it, we did our duty. It is now up to Absolutely. you to search out the rating and the information. It's yep. like the information should just be in general. I, I know sometimes, you know, when the uh there are some pop like I don't know if it's like the proper way to describe it, is like pop-up ads or just like when there's like that wall of text of like the UCLA agreement or whatever, <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't want to read this, like skip, skip, skip. It's like I think that should be put on every film, every trailer, and it's just like, whether it's read or more, like literally like a QR code, more information on this film, scan QR code, and it's up there for like 10 seconds or something. Mm. Just some system where it's like parents can have ease of access, it's in their face of like, information is here, get it, it versus us looking for a small little web link on IMDB page or having to go through multiple Google searches through other websites or just not seeing the information at all on a
1: trailer. its And you can notice even on like YouTube trailers, they show it sometimes if it's a regular trailer, but now that they've focused on that, like, oh, first five seconds will show a lot of the action of the trailer, and then we'll get into the regular trailer. Because of that, they've stopped showing that rating at the beginning for nearly as many trailers as they used to online on the biggest video platforms like YouTube.
0: YouTube is arguably the biggest streaming video platform. Mm -hmm. It's been around since, like, what, 2004? Mm -hmm. And many, many trailers, many, many pirated movies are even on there. (laughs) Now you can even stream movies on there. Yeah. And every time I go to watch YouTube after I'm done doing my classwork, uh, sometimes I see advertisements advertisements for movies like the Mario movie or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. like PG, PG PG-13 or whatever. And it's just like it doesn't – I'm pretty sure – I don't click on the film, but I'm sure if I clicked on the film – and read it, it would tell me why it's PG-13. Maybe. I haven't done my due diligence on that, but I would hope that, especially on a streaming platform like that, where kids definitely have access, and if you don't use parental controls it is a concern, that it tells you why the film is rated as such. And I definitely would hope that streaming sites, like you said earlier, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, do their due diligence. Because if they're not, and not giving that information in a easy-to-understand way or just making it easy to find... There is definitely something wrong, and that is more than just the MPA. That is just the film industry as a whole, I feel.
1: I agree, and I think the biggest lesson to be learned now if you're a parent is to be careful with each kid's profile on each streaming service. Make sure you look down on the parental controls and you mark which ratings you are comfortable with your kids watching or having open access to. Be aware that TV and movie ratings are different, that they have different systems, and you can you have a lot more control than you might think you do Once you actually get into the settings, I know it's a little daunting, especially if you have multiple kids, you might want to set them up differently, but it's very important. And also, don't let them have unfettered access to unrated movies, because a lot of them are movies that are for adults.
0: Very much true. Very much true. Since Sawyer did the intro, I guess I'll be nice. I'll do the outro. Everyone, thank you very much for listening to our discussion on the MPA and the film ratings. Hopefully, this discussion has been thought provoking, and hopefully, there are some changes, you know, coming. Hopefully, somewhat soon in our lifetime. You that know, would be nice. That would that would be great. The
1: MPA rating system existed only in our parents' lifetime, so it's easily could be changed in ours. So
0: it started in the '60s, so it's like almost 60 years old. Yeah, maybe in the next 60 years, we'll see. It. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it would, might take a while. Exactly. With that out of the way, my name is Sava.
1: My name is Sawyer. Thank
0: you very much for listening, guys.